Welcome to Coaching the Whole Educator, the podcast that helps instructional coaches, teacher leaders, and school leaders. I'm Becca, former educator and school coach turned transformational coach of coaches. I'm on a mission to help you improve your educators' effectiveness and resilience, especially the ones who need it most. Each week, we'll cover quick tips, strategies, and coaching mindsets so that you can be on top of your coaching game. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, 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 coaches and leaders. I have an extraordinary guest on with me. This is Kara Sepner. She took the Whole Educator Academy years ago in the depths of the pandemic. So before we leap into our conversation, I would love you to introduce yourself to the listeners. Oh, thank you, Becca. I'm so happy to be here. Um, I am Kara Sentner. I've been an educator for 15 years in the public school system, serving as a teacher, instructional coach, and now in my current role as Dean of Academics. So you were an instructional coach when we worked together, and now you're Dean of Academics, which are two like major leadership roles. And I've seen you like grow through that. So I'd love you to describe yourself when you first started coaching. Like, what were you like when you first started coaching? Oh, man. Um, I was so unsure of myself. Um, In my classroom, like I knew my content, my instructional moves, I knew the families, like I was confident. Uh, But transitioning to a coaching role meant like changing schools and supporting content outside my expertise. And so here I was just excited to share my teaching expertise and determined to do a great job in my new role. But I quickly discovered that um, I knew my view of coaching was dramatically different from what staff had experienced. Um, I was lost, but like really enthusiastic to make an impact. Um, I joined like numerous coaching groups on social media for guidance on how to get started. Um, And I knew my first priority was to build trust and strong relationships, but I just really had no idea how difficult that would be. Um, The district had like a coaching uh, playbook uh, we were to follow. Um, And since everything was new to me, I would like blindly try a new coaching move and felt so awkward about it. Um, Like if I sensed resistance, I avoided the situation because I didn't fully know my role, nor did I know what my principal expected of me. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I I remember that piece of you'd come in and like, you know, a teacher would push back and you, it was your initial response was, was flight, right? We have fight, flight or freeze. And you were just like, you're like, you wanted to go away and not speak to them ever again. Yeah. It was just like, if I sensed any sort of resistance, I was like, okay, I'll uh, go elsewhere. I love that you addressed your own avoidance, right? That you didn't have some explanation, like, you know, explaining why you could avoid them. Right. That it's like, oh, I'm avoiding them and I don't want to be this way. So let me learn tools to not be this way. Yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. (laughs) I love this. Okay. So um, years later, after you took the whole educator academy, after a role shift, after years of like, we've made it through the pandemic, right? Um, And here you are, Dean of Academics. I'm curious now, how are you different as a coach? 
Um, well, I firmly believe that like everyone deserves coaching, including coaches. Like I needed guidance and I assure you and your listeners that I'm not being compensated in any way to promote your business. But like my experience during your whole educator Academy course, like gave me the tools that I needed to change me from within. Like I had to rethink reframe my thinking before I could ever make an impact in my new role. And so I went into coaching conversations without like a clear view and I made assumptions based on how I perceived the actions of others. And once I was able to like reframe my thinking, I had clarity to coach based on the needs of others. Um, I had to learn how to listen first. My biggest barrier was that I was trying to find solutions to what I saw as a problem rather than listening for teachers to tell me what they needed. And so when I started listening to understand versus listening to respond, doors began to open. So what I love is over the years, you have actually utilized listening and reframing to be more productive, right? To take your action-oriented nature. And I know a lot of people listening are very action-oriented. They're like, let me get stuff done, right? <laughs> so what I would love you to share is how... Listening and reframing has actually made you more efficient and empowered you to be even more action-oriented than before you utilized listening and reframing. Yeah, sure. So like with every coaching conversation, there's always a time limit. Um, teacher's time is so valuable and they have a million things to do. So before I go into a meeting, I just pre-plan the conversation and like a consistent framework. And every conversation leads to an action item that's like stamped by myself and stamped by the teachers. And sometimes I have information and announcements that I need to share. However, I always leave room towards the beginning of our meeting for teachers to tell me like, what is top of mind for you? And often, Often that's when teachers vent about like a major complaint they have. And so I revoice to like ask for confirmation or clarity. And when I hear their complaint as something that needs more time devoted, I just confirm the value of what they have to say and let them know that even though we may not have time for that conversation right now, I definitely want to circle back so that um, to when we can have a conversation and devote the time um, that that concern deserves. And so what this does is number one, allow the teacher to be heard because what they have to say is invaluable. And number two, provide me with a roadmap for something that is causing roadblocks roadblocks for that teacher. And then number three, it enables the goals and objectives for a current meeting to be met. No, I love that. And, and something that I love that you do that I really want to highlight is when they have complaints, what you don't do is toxic positivity. So you're not like, well, I guess it is what it is. You're not trying to glaze over. So I, I'd love you to share what does reframing look like for you and how has it helped you actually save time in coaching? Sure. Yeah. Learning how to distinguish my interpretations from facts um, enabled me to just reframe challenges I was experiencing as opportunities for growth. I just remember like the very first year mm -hmm. I had come out of the classroom during like a really awkward time in teaching, just to be honest. And um, I knew I knew I was doing in the classroom, but I wasn't so certain that anyone else saw me as like a credible resource um, as a coach. Mm -hmm. um, and so I had to first just name, like, it's not that I can't do, don't know how to do. It's like, I, that feeling is my insecurity and it has nothing to do with anything else. And so mm -hmm. I just had to like, really see my patterns of actions or inaction mm -hmm. really, um, and separate that so that I could then just like reframe, like, 
here's like what's really going on. Here's the job that I was hired to do. Um, here's what I'm supposed to be doing. And Mm -hmm. these barriers were just all created in my head. I just want to like really piece this apart for folks listening. This is how beliefs and mindsets impact behavior, right? So there you are, your brand new coach, and you have the belief that they don't think you're credible. They don't trust your coaching because you haven't taught their their subject area, right? Right. Um, And your behavior is avoiding them, (laughs) avoiding any kind of pushback, (laughs) right? So then you shifted, you reframed that thinking. The first step though, was seeing that interpretation, right? Mm -hmm. That there are these situations and you're like, oh, the fact is I hadn't taught this, the only fact was you just hadn't taught it, right? The rest that they don't think you're credible or, or that you're actually not credible, right? You actually might have had the thought like, I'm not credible to work with this, this content area, whatever it was, that was all interpretation. And then you reframed it to something really powerful. Cause I hear it in your speaking, but I'm curious if you remember like what your reframe was? Yeah, I do. So like my reframe was, I have a job to do and I was hired to Mm -hmm. to do a role Mm -hmm. and I cannot Mm -hmm. allow like any insecurity that I have to like prevent me from helping to impact student achievement. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I've I've got a job to do and like there, there's no excuses. Like it may, I, I realized coaching doesn't have to look the same for every single teacher. And Mm -hmm. so like, even if I wasn't having like a coaching cycle with this teacher, that didn't mean I couldn't impact, um, their work, um, or student learning. Mm -hmm. I just had to like push any sort of interpretation or weakness that I felt that I had and not allow it to dictate how I do my job. So to like wrap this all up in a beautiful bow, I'd love to hear Before you really took time to listen and reframe, how did, like, what did it look like? Like, you know, what what did it look like back then versus when you did learn to take time, reflectively listen and reframe? How did that actually save time for you? I'd love you to like break it down for everyone. I knew listening was like really important, but I was still thinking about what I was going to say next. And so I would let the teacher like kind of grief their complaint. And then I like allowed that to take us in a different mm-hmm. direction, like completely different from any of the goals and objectives that I identified before. And so I felt like we were never getting anywhere and there was a lot mm-hmm. of wasted time. Like there was never action, I guess. And so when I really started listening and like being very intentional about the coaching conversations that we had, um, knowing how important it is to like really get to the heart of, um, any barriers that they have, um, we were then able to like, number one, acknowledge what was going on for that teacher and what was like preventing forward motion. Um, and then I was able to just plan for like a very dedicated conversation at a different time. Mm -hmm. So, um, it really just helps save time and keep forward motion happening, um, when you're listening and reframing and just being intentional about hearing and revoicing. Did you ever have experiences when you weren't listening? And I, I know I fall into to situations now where I'm, I'm someone that teaches listening and I still find myself sometimes not listening. Do you ever find people repeat themselves? 
Um, yes, yes. And there's like this deja vu moment of like, wait a minute, I uh, feel like I've heard this before. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's a great cue for if someone doesn't feel heard, they will repeat themselves. They don't even realize they're doing it. But our brains are like seeking confirmation that we're heard, and and we automatically repeat ourselves. Um, so anyway, when, when I'm coaching someone, if I, if I find they're repeating them and that's a cue for me, Ooh, I'm not listening. Let me check my own, you know, listening. Right. And am I reflecting back? Do they feel heard? Yeah. And it just keeps on going on. And so mm-hmm. it's just really important to just be like, what I'm hearing you say mm-hmm. is this, like, is this accurate? And then they like get confirmation that yes, you were listening and you are listening to what I have to say. What I have to say is valuable. Um, or like, mm, I didn't quite explain that correctly. Let me like clarify. And that's why I think it's always helpful for coaches to have a coach and coaches to have each other other, right? Like a community of people to even talk this through that have the same language around reframing, right? That we don't just walk around like agreeing like, yeah, they are terrible. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing your experiences with everyone. No, I just want to say thank you for inviting me here. And I always just learn so much from you. Um, You inspire and empower me just to continue going. And so I I just appreciate um, bringing me to the table and just continuing to uh, coach me (laughs) along the way. Yes. Love it. Thank you so much. And if you, like Kara, are facing time shortage as an issue and you're interested in growing the skills to be more efficient with your teachers, feel free to reach out to inquire about the whole Educator Academy. Something that we do when we bring this into schools and districts is that we customize it for your needs. So we will put that contact link in the show notes. And until next time, just remember, don't treat people the way you want to be treated. Treat them how they want to be treated. Take care.